Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, it's BudPod79. Phil, are you a fan of 79 as numbers go? Uh, n- uh, not really. It's kind of a jagged kind of number. Is mm. it? Is it prime? Is seventy nine prime? Seventy nine feeling prime? Surely it's Let prime. Uh, it's seventy nine prime number. Yes, it's a prime. Yes, it's a prime pod. Welcome to Prime Pod, everyone. It's a true prime <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this is all the rage for now true prime <laughs> it's primes but that have happened in real life men Not men just prime numbers made up by hollywood <laughs> men getting drunk and solving primes <laughs> <laughs> just doing roots of equations and things uh, yeah um yeah yeah just trying to three short i always does three does it divide by three that's just a whole podcast. Yeah. That that'd be a funny idea for a podcast. We just we just give ourselves a really big number and we just try and divide it divide it by stuff. And the yeah, the rule is that you have End to have getting, pencil and paper. Um, getting hired by the MI five by MI five or whatever. Yeah. Um I the one thing I like about seventy nine is it is, they're they're in order. It's like uh it's the two odd numbers around eight, so that looks quite nice. That's the best I can say for it. I'm sorry. About seventy-nine. Yes, 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 yes. They are they are the bread of the eight times. Mm. Yes, indeed. Um, I Phil have bec- I've well, I've started oh, double bagging um, it. I'm just wait <laughs> just wait a sec. Um, as a word of warning, I walked away at that point and I kept talking to you. So there'll be a couple of seconds where I'm not heard on. The <laughs> okay. I don't know if you'll have All to right, take it that's out. Fine. Uh, but I, I just I was so comfortable just talking to you on my headset. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Um, I'm double bagging it, Phil. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, I don't really think it's that kind of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 do you mean? Well, the trouble is that I am failing at finding a middle ground between coffee and the feeling it gives me that I'm being pursued by a a, a r- r- famished hunter. Uh, well, have you tried not having sixteen a day, as you seem to? Um, well, this is the trouble: is that I do need some, and but even okay. one sort of starts the feeling, as it were. So okay, there's okay, a balance okay. to be struck. Have you there's ever, a balance to be struck. Ha- have you ever had one of these, like they call sometimes like the bullet or the or the bull or something like bullet coffee? Where it's mixed in with well, like coconut oil and butter or something, and it's some oh for some for some reason it it's, it releases the caffeine slower. The, the like Joe it. Rogan fuckboy coffee. Oh, is it? <laughs> does he <laughs> does he espouse the virtues of the I, slow relief? Coffee? I went through a phase of scrolling through the Joe Rogan podcasts, and it would be like you'd have to scroll, scroll. Uh, UFC fighter, scroll, scroll, baseball guy I've never heard of, scroll, 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 just talking about chimps, whatever, scroll. And then eventually you'd find one where he spoke to like someone from NASA and you'd think, oh, okay. Mm. I mean, I, I'm just happy to listen to someone from NASA, but it could be quite funny to listen to a stoned hunter <laughs> talk to someone from NASA. But at least at that time, this is a, a while ago now, at least at that time, he was going on and on and on about this mega coffee that was full of nubrinos for your brain and you could put special fucking buffalo butter in or whatever the hell. It was like he sells it all. Like he owns like the majority shares of the company that sells a lot of the supplements he he pushes. Oh, so he's in the pocket of of big butter. Of- <laughs> They they do keep going on about it's got some name like nu, 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 it's like not like neutrinos or like neurons but it's like neuro blobs like it's just different enough. Oh yeah. And it's like it improves brain function. Yeah, yeah. And you go, what does that mean? Yeah. 
the kind of the kind of science word they've never heard before and always accompanies a dairy product. Mm. Yes. And you go, is that real? Yeah, it's yeah. a kind of it's like taking the attitude of protein powders and applying it to whatever. I mean, I don't know what the example they're using of processing brain power like take this milkshake full of neutrine bombs and you can do all the maths you need to do faster like it's this so unclear it's it's also a bit it's also a bit of a self own um <laughs> are you dumb to to assume all your <laughs> listeners <laughs> need help with their brains like they need they're not thinking good enough they need special milkshakes <laughs> to be able to understand anything more than yeah, your podcast. Look, my <laughs> listeners can barely understand the podcast as it is. <laughs> Without this cocktail of mecha yeah. drugs, they can hardly fucking leave the house and navigate their way around town. Safely. Uh, Without... Well, I could do with... <laughs> yeah, without just w- walking into the path of a of a truck i i could do with some of that today to be honest i've just got one of those tired days i'm real sleepy last night i got to bed early before midnight because i had an early start this morning and i was tired from a day of doing stuff yesterday and i got into bed and you know that what you know that thing when you go into bed and you're tired and you're looking forward to sleep all day and you need to sleep because you got an early start the next yeah. morning and you lie down and your your brain just goes ah okay Here's that sleep. <laughs> and then you just lie in there. <laughs> Here it is. Here's that sleep. <laughs> your brain's doing jazz hands, but nothing's coming through the curtains. And here's your sleep. <laughs> and sleep is just a Von Trapp family that doesn't arrive for the concert. Here's a sl- And I, it was just like that for like an hour, and a, an hour and a half or something, like two hours. I was just there. Like, yeah. And you're and you're tired the whole time. Tired the whole time, and instead my brain goes. While we wait for sleep to arrive, here are all the people who you think have taken you for a fool <laughs> from childhood till now. We've got them all here, and then they just this this parade of slights and grudges and regrets. Just all on like this long candy cane, just doing a dance. Which, which, which um, nighttime nighttime visitation would you say is your most um, frequent of those of that cavalcade of freaks and monsters? Uh, I, I, they're too revealing. Oh, I don't mean to say. If if I was comfortable talking about them, I would have said them out loud. Oh, I just now. mean the genre. I just mean the genre. Them. Oh, genre. Um, genre is things like, um, something like, why did you never learn to skip rope? You're the only person I know. <laughs> this is my brain talking to me. You, this is the, you're the only person I know can't skip rope. And then I go, but it's really hard. And my brain goes, people do it. Everyone, all, everyone can do it. People who can't use chopsticks can skip rope. <laughs> why can't you? And so like, it'll get to that point. It'll get to the point where you like. Just spiral. Yeah, and, and things that I had no, I could couldn't possibly have had any control over. My brain's going, oh, if weren't if it weren't for this pandemic you've started, you'd have you'd have finally realized your potential by now. <laughs> but because you went and started this pandemic, you stupid. <laughs> now you have to do podcasts over the phone. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I like um I like the ones where you you I I escalate an imaginary situation in my head to the point where I'm trying to think about what I would say if someone at a fictional restaurant insulted my son. <laughs> I don't have a son. <laughs> yeah, I have lots of those. Wait, but not nothing that that extreme. Though. Nothing quite that mad, maybe. So, is your son in this scenario? Is your son having dinner with you <laughs> at the restaurant, and the waiters come over and said something to the son? Well, it's like, or have you overheard the waiter saying something to the maitre d, and they're sniggering at your it's, son? It's something like it. So it has to escalate, right? It can't start there. You got to warm up. You got to stretch. Yeah, you got to stretch yeah. your crazy muscles before you go on a run like that. Uh so it'll be like it'll start with something like, "Oh, I, 
I'll get some memory of like um, w- w- being in a cafe with my family when I was a kid, and someone like made fun of my sister or me, or I don't know. You know, when the, you know when you're a kid and the, you have the sort of horrible moments of confrontation with like other humans. Yeah, and you sort of go, "Oh my god!" Other humans can be sort of horrible. Like grown-ups can have arguments and things, or or like weird, like like glimpses into into. Because because it's it's like a you're having right. an argument with yeah. another kid in a playground, and you go, "Wait, we're not at school. We're not even at the same school. Let me know who you are." There are no there are no rules out here. Something like that. And then I would go, "Oh, but then what would okay. I do if like oh, but what did what would I do if that happened?" And I was like, "Like you you've got to have layers of speculation." Yeah, and so yeah, 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 these, yeah, yeah. These... and you start from a position that is quite closely based on something that actually happened. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like an altercation you can remember, yeah. and then your brain just adds on these tangents and tangents and tangents until you end up in a <laughs> restaurant with your, your imaginary son. defending my imaginary son <laughs> against accusations of some nefarious and obscure kind. <laughs> To a, Wait, so, so to waiter, has the waiter accused your son of something to you? Has he said, I'm not giving giving your son getting your son salad? <laughs> Don't you know he poisoned the watering hole or something like that? No, it'll be something like, um, oh, what if I had a son with a lisp? <laughs> what if what would I do if I had a son and they had a lisp and if someone was probably rude about the lisp, like what what must that be like? <laughs> but i'll be physically i'll yeah. be physically annoyed i'll be yeah. annoyed about this complete fucking fictional cake i've baked <laughs> and, and do you win you must win at least oh, it's always a bittersweet victory phil because it had to happen obviously it didn't have to happen it didn't happen right but you know but sometimes i like i'll you ever I get... snap myself out of it, and I'd be like, "I'm yeah. lying in bed, furious at nothing." <laughs> <laughs> I've I've kind of got it under control, but I, for for years I used to do it and catch myself and go, "What the fuck are you doing? Go to bed." <laughs> yeah, I I I will start like putting myself in in question time. Yes, yes. Like I end up, I end up on the panel in question time. And there's a question that comes up and there's, I imagine someone who I disagree with on the other side saying something stupid. And then I say something brilliant. And they say something, Phil. And the thing they say is so typical, but it leaves them wide open for the following seven things. (laughs) And even in this version, I have to take a few goes at formalizing the perfect sentence. Yeah. Like... I have to edit like well, I wouldn't say quite. I say yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's it. Yep, and then yep, yeah, that's that's it. That's what I say. Yeah, that'll show them. Oh, they wouldn't know what. I wish I, I I I always read about these people who are like oh oh you all have arguments in the shower. It's like I'm busy in the shower. I wish I had them in the shower. Oh right. I'd yeah, rather have yeah, them in the yeah. shower than no, when I'm trying to go to fucking shower. bed. That's true. That's true. I save it all up for beddy time. Yeah. I sometimes do they ever do they ever like sneak out of your mouth like out loud? <laughs> sometimes I will go. Uh, well, of course that never occurred to you, <laughs> and then I have to like, but like, <laughs> I have to keep it quiet, you know. It's like, well, how would you know? You've never had to li- like the, oh, you know, they, they would just come like out the of the sleep mouth. talking of a of out a sort loud. of a barrister. But awake talking. I'm not even asleep. I, I, I do it. Um, I do do that. Yeah. Or sometimes around the house. Right. Yeah. If 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 you're, yeah. if you're pootling around yeah, the house yeah. and it gets bad enough, you might slip out with something like, "Well, you would say that, wouldn't you?" <laughs> <laughs> or or um, that's my son. You're talking about oh, yeah. customers in this establishment. <laughs> Just like any of the others, <laughs> and we expect to be treated with. Just the same amount of dignity as someone without a lisp. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do. He might have a lisp, but he's my son exactly, and I love him. Yeah. I just catch myself with these fucking elaborate houses of cards I've built for no one but myself. A completely internal problem. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, fucking hell. It's hard to go to sleep. Oh, man. It is. It is. It's easiest when you're not trying, but those are the least important nights. I I looked up um, or stumbled across how um, they get air... uh, um, like fighter pilots to go to sleep because um they fly oh yeah yeah, they fly in these shifts at weird hours and Mm. stuff and um obviously they're full of adrenaline because they've just been hurtling through the fucking sky at you know 900 kilometers an hour or whatever Mm. mac 3 blah 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 and um when tom cruise from top gun wants to go to bed then you know he's it's it's an absolute task and it's very stressful and there could be bombs and machine guns going off and so they developed this like sequence of of techniques to help pilots go to sleep and they they teach it to you if you're a fighter pilot over like weeks like it takes like six weeks of practice but then after like six weeks of just doing it every day these guys could go to sleep sitting upright in chairs while they were like playing machine gun noises around them and stuff wow so it is doable it just takes bloody forever What's the what's training consist of? Just b- b- doing that basically, just sitting, playing machine gun sounds, and saying "Go to go to sleep, go to sleep." Hey, go to sleep. <laughs> hey, 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 bedtime. Reading them like bedtime stories. <laughs> in in giving them a, a yeah, next giving them a day. glass of warm milk and then slapping it out of their hands. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, that just got me. That just got me thinking. Um, Top Gun got me thinking about. Did you, did you know that? Um, the American military will sort of loan uh, gear like ships and like they'll they'll if the film needs an aircraft carrier or something. Yeah. The U.S. military will sort of do it for them. Will do the shot for them. Will let them film it. But the American army has to come off really well. Yes. And they have to do well. So and there's the clearest example of this I've ever seen is in. Uh, Captain Phillips. Have you seen Captain Phillips? No, not yet. In Captain Phillips, you know, the um oh, this is a bit of a spoiler, but in Captain Phillips the, his ship's taken and then the the pirates they 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 take Captain Phillips hostage and they get in a um a lifeboat, but it's one of those ones that's all closed up, you know, it's completely sealed oh, yeah? with just a few windows, like small windows, and they drive off um to, with Captain Phillips um as a hostage and the america they get uh the, these americans these navy seals to come and they the navy snipers or sneers marine snipers i don't know and they they get down they are they're all very handsome yes yeah they're all very buff lantern jaws and they sit down and they he sets up his rifle and he's very stoic He's not shaken by anything, and it's a really hard shot because the the pirate is holding Tom Hanks of, like as a human shield behind the plexiglass window, but then they hit a wave which knocks him a bit off balance, and the sniper with his split second reactions takes a shot, pop, and he gets up, and his friends, other sort of navy snipers, gather around him, and they walk off. These are characters we haven't met in the movie. They've only just arrived. We don't know their names. We don't know the backstories. And they start high fiving and going yeah, like just and like just fist bumping. And they walk off, and they're not seen again. 
and that's that's all you see of his sniper. He turns up, just pow, and he gets up and just high fives his friends <laughs> with like big old biceps, like the end of a, a teen movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be really funny if that yeah, was just the end freeze, of it. Freeze the frame and text should have come up saying, and he had a fulfilling, long, and healthy career in the US. With fully paid career. benefits. With fully paid pension. Yeah, just a high five. Yeah. yeah. And then, da, ba, da, da, ba, da, ba, da, just a little theme tune. You don't even find out what happened to Captain Phillips. That's just the end of the film. <laughs> they forgot the thing. <laughs> Oh, this is a fun podcast I'm listening to right now. Um, I think I mentioned it to EPA. It's it's called The Wind of Change. Oh, yes. And it's a, a story about how the CIA might have written the um, German power ballad, but it's in English, Winds of Change, to spur on the fall of the Berlin Wall. In the late eighties, yeah, uh, it's a band called the Scorp. Do you know the song "The Wind of Winds of Change"? Um, I've heard it once. I know the Scorpions more because of "Here I Am," bum 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 bum, rock you like a hurricane. That's them. <laughs> All right, that's yeah. the Scorpions. <laughs> winds of Change was huge in Malaysia, so I heard it loads growing up. So I know Winds of Change better. Um, the one that starts. <laughs> Oh, no, it's too high for mostly. Oh, yes, um, yeah, I know. It goes, da, 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 yes, of course, yeah. Um, and basically, there's a theory that the CIA wrote the song and gave it to the Scorpions <laughs> to play in Europe. And then, But like, it came out in, what, like 1990? Well, this is the thing. I, I feel like it came out right after the end of the book. But I don't know if it was about... I don't, don't know if the, the idea was to change hearts and minds in the fallout of the end of the Soviet Union. Or if it did get there just in time before the... I don't know. I don't know. It's a good it's a good fun podcast anyway. And it's full of other just great fun CIA stuff. I think it's... Um, from the 60s up to the 80s. From what I can tell from, from... You sent me the link and I had a little scroll through the episodes. It looks like it's more interesting for the sake of the fact that like the guy is a very serious intelligence and security journalist. And he has access to lots of interesting people he can talk to and so on. And I, it seems like it's more about that than about <laughs> whether or not the CIA can artificially write a number one hit across multiple nations. Because um, yeah, obviously yeah, if they yeah. could, they could have done that in the 80s. Why were they like, well, we won't win just yet. Sure. We, won't, we won't make loads of money and win the Cold War just sure. yet. We'll, we'll wait till it's already happened and then kind of leap in with a rock ballad out of nowhere. Well, you can say that about any decisive action. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if the people of Eastern Europe in 1990 needed a song to be like, things are changing. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I guess you're right. Mom, well, unless it was about like normalizing the idea of change before it happened and, and, and trying to make people less afraid of change. Maybe. I mean, you know, I don't know. The real, the real, th the real thing is like, whenever they confront the CIA or whoever with this stuff, and they're always like, "Are you smart and powerful enough to do this incredible thing?" They're never going to say, "Oh no." <laughs> well, and when they do say no, the the journalist can go, "I see." Yeah. <laughs> Tight lipped, are we? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. they always like. Uh, like all they ever do is like information warfare. So the idea that they turn down the chance to be seen as like ten times as spooky as they really are. Perfect. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's yeah, like the exactly. ultimate conspiracy theory is that um you know, all conspiracy theories are planted by otherwise completely lazy and ineffective organizations to spread rumors of their brilliance. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um Do um, you think Would you No, you oh, go yeah. for it. I was going to um, just say if you could if you could artificially create a um, conspiracy theory about yeah. you or an urban myth about you, what would it be? An urban myth. Um, hmm. Or like a conspiracy theory, maybe. Yeah. 
Maybe more specifically. Um, <laughs> well, in the vein of the Scorpions thing, it'd be quite funny if it was like, do you know that Pierre, you know that Pierre writes all the jokes? <laughs> Just like all of them. Oh, yeah, Bud, Pod's into, Bud Pod is fully scripted. That's a that's the conspiracy. That would theory. be a funny one. Yeah, that would be funny. Down down to every uh and stumble, yeah. it is, yeah, tightly tightly. There's scripted. a teleprompter, and also we write all the correspondence too. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I think we've given birth to a subreddit. Oh man! I think we should be very fortunate if we got enough of those lunatics listening for the advertising figures. You know, Pe- true, people seem true. to be going over your podcasts individually, repeatedly. You go, yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> play- you're getting a lot. Of, you're getting a lot of uh, backward plays, which is not uh, very common. <laughs> I don't even know why we measure that, actually. But you are. You're getting a lot of people. A lot of people are playing your podcast back. People who download looking for something. Your podcast also seem to download um, the original Wizard of Oz movie a lot. <laughs> weird, isn't it? Yeah, I've never done that. You know, the, the, to see if it actually does match up. I should give it a go. I've I've seen with, the first fifteen minutes of, of it movie. done to it. Um, and it does work. Like, I mean, kind of. It's such, it's like abstract music, so you can put whatever you want on it, really. That's right. That's right. It's one of those things that, like, yeah, it's like this. Uh, this this CD of whale song <laughs> perfectly syncs up with your walk in the park. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. This Mongolian yeah. throat singing uh, album perfectly syncs up with Die Hard Three. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. Well, this is it's a good album though. Dark Side of the Moon, very, very good, good album. album. I was surprised how good mm. it was. I was surprised that it wasn't just like which I thought it would be because it's like rock and stuff. And I'm, not, I, you know, I'm, I'm quite rockophobic. I'm like quite guitarophobic. I don't really like guitar. Yeah, bands. you are a bit guitarophobic, really? aren't you? I don't know why. You fear, you fear the guitar and its sexy powers. And its many strings. <laughs> I fear the lute. And it's powers, of course. Maybe it's because we're from uh, the generation of landfill indie, so there wasn't just enough guitar music around. Don't want to be an American idiot. <laughs> I guess it's because the American idiot epitomized, like the, epitomized um, the guitar song. You can't, you can't write a better song than American Idiot. And <laughs> now that I've heard American Idiot... I know there's no point listening to any other guitar music. Maybe that's I, when I was growing up, I remember getting really into rock and metal and stuff. And then I, I had sort of like six or seven bands that I listened to a lot. And then a couple of them were sort of heavier metal kind of stuff. And I thought I should get into that maybe then. And then I tried. And it just, what I, the trouble I have with a lot of genres of mu- music is that if you listen to like the best of the genre like three or four of the best. And then after that, it's all kind of just, the, it sounds very it's the same as each other. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, I just, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. like any genre of music enough to ignore the fact that I could go, yeah, these are kind of the same to me. But there's something kind of comforting about that. Like, I like like the jazz and the old standards and the Great American Songbook. Yeah. And they, I mean, there are some gems that stick out and are completely distinct and are like works of, genius but overall there is a there's a shared sound obviously and you can say this about almost any you can say say it about pop and hip-hop but i think there is also there is a comfort about the sound and being able to listen to that sound that's true but when it comes to for me when it comes to like blues and jazz or even classical it's it's kind of like it's music that you can listen to actively but also you can kind of go around town with it it's mm-hmm. very sort of ambient in some ways, like a piano bar vibe or in your head or whatever. Whereas, um, there was a very death metal. So there's you know. a, a <laughs> right, yeah. You can't exactly. spend the whole day without fucking happening to you. I find that unpleasant to walk around with and listen to specifically. Mm. Um, uh, except for the band Baby Metal, who are a Japanese band. Of uh, young Japanese women who sing in cute voices but are backed by really heavy metal. For some reason, I don't mind them, and I can't, I can't figure out why. But for that, some reason, I make an exception for baby metal. Um, I think that's what they're called. 
that, there was a strange period of my childhood, or like tween years. And uh, let me just check. It is called. They are called Baby Metal. Yes, Baby Metal. Highly recommended Baby Metal. They're really, really great. Anyway, um, <clears throat> there was a strange period of my of young life when my mother was trying to get me into Metallica because she was upset at um, how much Kid Rock I was listening hang to. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Pump the brakes here. <laughs> I was. I had a friend at school <laughs> in Malaysia. Who got me onto Kid what? Rock? Who I th- who I thought was a brilliant musician who somehow managed to marry um, uh, authentic hip hop rap with <laughs> with sort of homespun American. How has this never come and, up? <laughs> well, there's some things that I've suppressed, <laughs> um, obviously. <laughs> And my mother heard like an album of Kid Rock, and she was so appalled. <laughs> she was so appalled by Kid Rock that she was she like from time to time she'd just come to me with. She'd obviously gone and often done research and trying to get to try to see what she the, what what might be tangential to Kid Rock, but better that she could wean me off. What off I, the teeth? I'm of so Kid fascinated Rock. by. And one of her suggestions was Metallica, and she said, "Would you do you like Metallica?" And I said, "No." I want to listen to the kid. <laughs> Stop trying to control me, mother. This is exactly what what the kid's been warning me about. He said my mom would come in. The Rock said my mom would try and do this to me, trying to control me. This you don't understand. You don't understand this, me. Oh. The kid, he speaks the truth. <laughs> He's the only one who g- combines my angry. Uh, hip-hop feelings and my chewing on some hay down by the the old watering hole feelings. (laughs) This is this is Uh, astonishing. (laughs) Oh my god. This has to be a whole podcast on its uh, own. Phil's retrospective on Kid Rock. (laughs) Did you like his little hats? Bar with a bar, the bang, the bang, did it? I I couldn't get enough of that song. (laughs) But... I couldn't I, get enough. I, I choose to live in a world where your mother was secretly just a big old Metallica fan. <laughs> and she was just there saying, but Phil, yes, a lot of the tracks on Kill Em All were very aggressive, but a lot of the other... Uh, there's a lot of melodic you know, mastery, really, of the guitar. and the <laughs> Yes, there's actually a lot of virtuosity. It's hard to pick out of the melange of... Oh, of of notes, but if, if to the trained ear, these men epitomize the that the the, the guitar, guitar playing uh, world. If you just listen, Phil, you realize that a lot of the guitar uh, uh, sections are, are are so difficult to play; they're almost impossible to play live, or they were at the time. They, oh, please, Phil, please, enter Sandman. You have to admit, enter look, Sandman. I just look, I. <laughs> And I just look her dead in the eyes with my chubby cheeks wobbling and I just say Bar with the bar the bang the bang bibbly bibbly boo And she knew what it meant. It meant that she'd failed. What was that kid rock song that came out like around when we were at university and he'd rhyme the same word at the end of the line? Oh yeah, we were Trying different things. We were smoking funny things. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> things with things. There's... We were trying things. different things. We were smoking, we were smoking funny, things. funny things. Is he just like... What I like about country music is how often, because it's a it target audience, is like still doing this stuff, but they don't want to hear you talk about it openly. It's really weird. They'll always just be like... You have to say right, we yeah. were trying different things and smoking funny things as opposed to, we got high and you sucked my dick by the pond. <laughs> you can't just say that. What's what's so pure about that is not only has he <coughs> has he rhymed two lines in a row with the same word, which is bland in on of itself, <laughs> but the word he has rhymed is the blandest word in things. English. It's thing. It's the most unam... <laughs> it's the most... <laughs> Unspecific word in the English language. Yeah. 
and he's rhymed it with itself. He's, he's done the equivalent of someone going, something, something. Quite literally, he's yeah. done that. Amazing. Really, what an amazing... I can we see why you were so entranced things. as a youth. We were smoking funny things. <laughs> oh, kid, you've done it again. <laughs> There's a scene... Um, have you seen uh, Red Dragon? No. It's good. It's good. And um, yeah. There's a scene in it. Is it? I thought it's like not good. No, I think it's good. I just like watching okay. Popkins being scary. Um, is this the one? This is not the one with Ed, Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah, this is the Ed Norton one. Okay. Anyway, yeah. well, look, the, the, the point is, the point is, one of the sort of famous crimes that Hannibal Lecter is supposed to have done is that there was a, there was a, I think it was a flautist in the... Um, uh, Baltimore Philharmonic Orchestra um, who was mm. like a bad bad at playing the flute or whatever and so Hannibal Lecter being this like man of culture sort of kidnaps him and eats him and serves him to the Philharmonic board right as a way of purifying the orchestra and removing the irritant but also of punishing the board for tolerating a bad player you know but there's a moment in Red Dragon where it's Anthony Hopkins and everyone's in like black tie and they're watching the Philharmonic Orchestra play. And every time this guy, the camera will show this this one flute player who keeps sort of going like, like the note's just a bit wrong. And you see like the other flute players around him looking at him a bit like, come on, man. And it zooms in on Anthony Hopkins and he just has like a very slight like eye twitch. When the note goes yeah. wrong, he just, his eye twitches a little bit and he cocks his head and you think, oh no. Um, that's me whenever I, when we're at university and I, I heard that song by Kid Rock. <laughs> you go, trying funny things. We were smoking funny things. Just, oh, just a little eye twitch. Feeling of real violence. <laughs> and that's why you you ate Kid Rock. I, I, I turned Kid Rock into, what would, what would it, grits? I don't know. You invited us all around for a braai and you said... <laughs> I'm serving something very special. Young today. goat. <laughs> oh, kid! And I'd laugh and go, huh. "Yes, you could say that." Yes, I suppose. You I could suppose say you could that. say that. <laughs> you could say I've roasted a kid. Yes, yes. And everyone would go, "Right, so you've murdered Kid Rock. He disappeared yesterday." I mean, we'd, we're not idiots. And I go, "Ah." Oh. I wouldn't want to overdo him. He'd be hard as rock. <laughs> I'm still talking like that as they handcuff me and lead me away. <laughs> yes, we, we know, know we what know. you did. None of us even ate any. <laughs> it was obvious. You, you didn't disguise it. It was just a kid rock. You just put him on a barbecue. Visibly. Because he's still recognizably <laughs> yeah, kid rock. Yes. Visibly the corpse of a human man. <laughs> you fucking lunatic. <laughs> And, it, and I'd be like, my defense would be like, well, I'm insane. What do you expect? I guess I was just trying different things. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Drag me into the van. <laughs> do you have any last requests? Yes, play Metallica at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I would I I would love to see a fly on the wall documentary following your 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 mum as she went around HMV flicking through the racks thinking well there's got to be something <laughs> you know I want to see the research that went into that yeah 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 like I don't know where we were. I don't I don't know if the internet was quite up and running no yeah it was it was yeah, yeah. we were getting there on the old internet. So maybe she got online. I don't know, you know. I don't maybe know. she just went... But that's how bad my Kid Rock problem well, was. Well, this is it. I mean, maybe... I mean, not mums generally do a lot of research, in my experience, but your mother is also, a, you know, a, a medical doctor. So she's mm. no stranger to, you know, diagnosing a problem and then attacking it with knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she clearly sort of went, like... <laughs> she must have, at the bare minimum, gone into HMV and found some kid with acne, like the kid from The Simpsons, and been like, look... My my son listens to a lot of Kid Rock, and then the guy would have gone, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry," and he would have taken your mum into the into the back room and made her some tea. 
and they would have put a, they would have he would have gone up to the door of HMV and flipped the sign to closed and then the entire, the entire staff would have gathered uh, around to talk about it's a cold rock <laughs> Yeah. Shut her down. <laughs> Shutters come down. <laughs> that's astonishing. I can't believe that's never come up before. And all the times that we've talked about uh, musical uh, preferences. Wow, we. It's because I'm ashamed, Pierre. I'm ashamed. This is what shame looks like. Do you think that that's the weirdest thing about your your musical taste? Or would you ever listen to a Kid Rock thing now and think, and not necessarily still enjoy it, but feel the way you used to enjoy it? You know what? There was, when that smoking different things, you know, smoking funny, doing different things, smoking funny things. When that song came out, I was like, part, part, most of me was like, this is a, a, atrocious. But... You know, he's rhymed things with things. But a small, lingering yeah. vestige of the boy I was, deep within me, whispered out, I think it's quite good. You're in a child rock. My, my inner rock. My inner kid rock, yeah. This, <laughs> my inner child rock. <laughs> this is quite good, actually. <laughs> the kid's back doing what he does best. <laughs> you were like a... And then, I think he... I think he's a full-on uh, Trump Trump supporter yeah, now. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, some 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 Trump supporters, when they are outed, don't surprise you. And this was one of those cases. <laughs> yeah. Like when it was Tim Allen, you're like, oh, really? Oh, that's a shame. I like Tim Improvement. With Kid Rock, you're like, well, yeah, obviously, he didn't need to tell us. I think I was less surprised by Tim Allen because I was aware that he briefly got in trouble with the police for smuggling a, like an enormous amount of cocaine i think or maybe it was marijuana on an airplane <laughs> yeah that's true uh-huh. oh yeah <laughs> sir is this your bag do you have anything in your bag sir <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> do, you, do you do you think that's the the noise of him trying coke for the first time if he tried coke and, and he just goes uh-huh. <laughs> like just gets really his grunts get really powered up uh, uh, <laughs> do you think um oh, what do you think boy. is the, do you think that kid rock thing is the most surprising thing about your music preferences my my most surprising thing is my my abiding affection for marilyn manson i can see that's not surprising because you like sort of heavy metal and rock anyway that's not surprising i think me. it's more that i don't seem like you, i you, do i think it's because we've known each other a long time um I wouldn't have always thought it was surprising. It's the theatricality of it that I'm surprised by. You know, Marilyn Manson's very much towards this sort of theatrical performance art, yeah. End of the rock spectrum, yeah, and that I would not normally associate with you. You're, you're, you know, you're more of a real politic kind of fellow. I think it's surprising um, to people who are getting to know me because I just don't. I, I, look, I think I dress very normcore. Yes, that's true. Exactly. And with something like exactly. as niche as Marilyn Manson, not niche, but as you say, sort of a little bit more than long hair and a leather bracelet, um, you'd expect at least a single night before, Nightmare Before Christmas tattoo. <laughs> but you're also that kind of normcore where there there is something, you know, you're, there's something he's hiding. <laughs> you're the kind of normcore... Ted Bundy. You're that kind of normcore where he goes home and yeah, there's a... There's a corner of his garage that's lit by a single lamp <laughs> that he's welding something at. That's that's what you dress like. Like that uh, Tom Waits song. What's he building in there? That's about me. <laughs> <laughs> What's he building in there? They say he spent some time that's in a great song. Indonesia. That's one of the lines. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, with, and what about all those packages he sends? Yeah, there's something weirder about sending loads of packages than receiving them. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's such a fun. I should. What's he building? It's actually. It's it's actually. Um. Yeah, it's actually a spoken word song about the early days of uh, Jeff Bezos and (laughs) Amazon. He was building a business empire, Tom. Actually, leave the man alone. He was building. (laughs) He was building the largest retail. Body in the world, actually. <laughs> what kind of taxes is he paying in there? <laughs> <laughs>
His employees leave a lot of bottles of piss around. <laughs> what are the working conditions? <laughs> and there's no hint of a union in sight. I'd like that. I'd like uh, Council Health and Safety Inspector Tom Waits as a good character. <laughs> yeah, that is good. You boys ever find yeah, the time to he, fix that leak? He's apparently who Heath Ledger based his Joker really? on. Tom Waits, yeah, early Tom Waits, and there's a there's a, a a clip of him like on some talk show or something. Early Tom Waits, and he's yeah, he's kind of to- he's kind of talking like the Joker, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Before before like all the yeah. cigarette and cigar smoke really gets to his throat. He, yeah, he sounds like Heath Ledger's mm. Joker. Um, the the new um Joker, I think, is just based off um. Uh, my Chemical Romance, generally speaking. Which new Joker is this? The uh, Joaquin Phoenix one or um, the Jared Leto one? Oh, I, was, I was thinking of the Jared Leto one. In my head, the most recent one is the most offensive one, and the Jared Leto one is the worst one. Yeah, the one with, with the the word damaged tattoo on his forehead. I mean, <laughs> if I if I actually met someone with the word damaged tattoo on their forehead, I'd be like, oh, what kind of... Um, what kind of juggling do you do at festivals? <laughs> there was a period there in the um, in the early 2010s where the average DC fan, the average Batman fan, was, to be honest, starting to get a little embarrassed <laughs> because Marvel were <laughs> undertaking this unprecedented domination and takeover of not just the comic book world, but the movie world in general. And the world culture in the mainstream and us batman fanboys are going well dc still has the best villains oh marvel can't top dc villains and then like the final nail in the dc (laughs) coffin was released a photo of jared leto with the word damaged tattooed on his forehead and those everyone except the most manic of of us dc fans put up our hands and we left the trenches and we said fair play you've won the war <laughs> the war is over and he's got damaged we forfeit he's got damaged tattoo on his forehead and his teeth are like bullets <laughs> oh it's scary <laughs> so bad so the bad. hardest do you know what I think the hardest um, thing about selling the Joker worst movie I've ever seen in my life I think Suicide Squad I think is the worst movie I've ever seen in did my life did we see it together and that's not pejorative no I think I watched it on my own on a plane because I was like okay this is perfect for a plane because I do want to have seen it but I don't want to have paid for it and I don't I don't want to spend time that I could have spent doing something else watching it so it's a perfect plane movie and I watched Suicide Squad on the plane and I thought at the end, what a waste of a plane trip. <laughs> what a waste of two hours on a plane. I could have done so much on this plane. <laughs> that would have been better than watching Suicide Squad. <laughs> I could have farted. I could have, I could have <laughs> tried and failed to sleep. I just remember watching um, it. It's so awful. I just remember watching it and enjoying the fact that like... <sighs> The, each each character needs like a three minute introduction for who they are and why they're all spooky, right? So it would yeah. be like Jimmy Longfingers, who uses his long fingers to steal things and poke out children's eyes, oogly boogly. And then every time you met mm. one of them, it would be like this montage to a T Rex song or a hip hop song. Yeah. And you'd have to like, oh, and they're, they're really cool. And it would be them like being led between jail cells or doing a grenade at someone, whatever. But then by the 14th or 15th time that that's happening as a montage, you start to lose tra- literally lose track <laughs> yeah, you of what you characters really who. And, and there's, there's literally a point after they do this, like not exaggerating, six, seven times in oh, a yeah. row to give you the backstory of six, seven characters. There's another that turns up on the day <laughs> in a car, like an Uber. 
<laughs> literally like he steps out of an uber and someone in a voice off camera so you know they had to just record this after they finished filming someone off camera in a voice goes oh there's grapple hook he climbs buildings really fast and then they start the movie and then they go on the mission that's literally yeah that was when i burst out <laughs> laughing in the cinema i think Oh, do you remember that bit where it's like they literally say something like, "Oh, there's Grapple Hook. He is really good at but scaling they, walls." It's literally they something introduce like all that. the characters who are played by famous people in real life, and then it's like Grapple Hook, Australia yeah. Man, and Sandpaper Face, <laughs> and they all arrive in the same Uber, and they go, "Oh, these guys are here. Oh, that's good." Anyway, on with the briefing. That's right. I think you're right. I think it's three of them. Get there's out. a Crocodile Man. There's a Boomerang Man, and there's a Climbing Man. Gosh. And it's something yeah, that's like right, that. That's but right, that's right. It's, it's laugh out It's also laughing. unclear why they aren't just like... Also... Well, why don't we just give all the ones we already have grappling hooks? I mean, they seem pretty good at every other kind of acrobatic... <laughs> I don't know if we need a guy for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a real imbalance with those. Some of them... Like, one of them is like, I never miss a shot. Every shot I take with a gun kills. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also one of them who's like... Who can open doors a bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's quite fast at opening doors and you think okay is he bringing as much to the table yeah. as Deadshot there'll be a guy whose power is that he doesn't have to live with his he doesn't have to lift with his knees he can lift with his back <laughs> yeah and you're like well I assume you're going to engineer a wildly unrealistic situation where that's the only thing that can help also that movie has the most incongruous soundtrack I've ever heard you've touched on this but it at one point goes from The House of the Rising Sun by The Animals to Black Skinhead by Kanye yeah. West. House of the Rising Sun to Black Skin. So that's dum da dum da no dum da dum da. There is uh, to and it's, what you you don't get to shift gears like that eleven times in a row at the start. I, d I just oh god, I I'm I'm so sick yeah. of seeing dramas like, like that movie and also like Gotham as well the TV show but also like 19 other TV shows where they either play, um a particular song by the Black Angels, uh, which is a metal band and like you'd know the song if you heard it that's how fucking overused it is it's even in Ozark, or they yeah, or they yeah, play yeah. um the the um the Johnny Cash song where it's like uh, the man comes around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't. I feel like I've not heard that one so much. Oh man, if they ever just go, oh, we need to signal that this character has finally got his shit together and he's going to come back and get the other guy. Then it coin flip that fucking song dun, comes on dun, and it's been ruined by these. The man comes. That's a good song. I need to listen. To it's song. an amazing song, but they just they go like, should we make this feeling come from the words the characters say? And they just go, no. No oh, man, man, oh man. Oh, one second. Someone's having a fucking oh. luggage convention outside my flat. <laughs> um, the Lugcon? Lugcon? Is Lugcon yeah, in Lugcon's town? Yeah, Lugcon's in town. <laughs> We're the venue for Lugcon. <laughs> are, are the, are the, are the luggies there? The... the luggies, yeah. God, you, 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 God, God love them. God love the luggies. <laughs> <laughs> shall, we, shall we read... Uh, a, a correspondence? I think we have time for a correspondence. Yeah, I think we have time for a one. Let's find one. The trouble with my building, Phil, is that um, it just seems to continuously host a never-ending stream of young people from the Far East and the Indian subcontinent who have 14 wheelie bags each, and they arrive and leave after <laughs> three or four days each. I think they're visiting universities or they're using an Airbnb, I don't know, but they are universally... Um, East or South Asian. And that is based on living yep. in the same building for many That's years. That's Asian. Why, there's an old saying in Asia, why travel light when you could not? <laughs> is it a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Asian people with a million bags. Yeah, all over Asia. Yeah. We've got a lot of stuff. It's, it's all food. It's all food. It's literally all food. Like, you, you, it's just full of bags of rice and frozen prawns and jars of 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 pastes that yeah it's just packed 
packed with that stuff. But see, the, my school had some kids from Hong Kong, and they would always have like an entire second suitcase full of just rice and noodles and things like foods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. God, maybe that is because because their their parents just are terrified that they can't find any of that stuff here. That they'll have to eat dis- disgusting and, Western I mean, food. There was a time like cheesecake. <laughs> For some reason, that seems like the most Western food to me. Cheesecake. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's yeah. it's a dessert. <laughs> it's dairy. It involves cheese. Yeah, it'd be like if there was a ra- an, an Asian dish called noodle rice. <laughs> like you just cut lo- noodles into tiny little bits and you call it noodle rice. That's what cheesecake is. The equivalent of cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah noodle rice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the a, a quick a quick little uh, bit of tat here. We'll do some tat. Oh, great. Yes, I love my tat. It's one o'clock somewhere. Give me the coffee and no one gets hurt. Bless this mess. I like two things. Pals and Prosecco. And I'm all out of pals. One Prosecco, two Prosecco, three Prosecco, floor. If the wife asks, I'm working. Keep calm and keep drinking tea. Tat attack! So, Chris gets in touch. Chris, what's this? Ooh, that's good. He says, Dear Bud Boys... Uh, Thank you. But the boys has a Z, so we I feel cooler. That is much cooler. Yeah. He says, here's some tat to get you through the end times. These are small signs to hang up in the house, sold in a high-end shop in Clifton, Bristol, uh, that inexplicably sells tat and softcore lingerie. Wow, okay. <laughs> What's softcore lingerie? <laughs> Do you think it's... Is that just jump- jumpers? Do you think it's just like particularly elaborate normal underwear? Like it's not like there's a hole in any of them or something. That's just normal. I, I don't think the default lingerie is like gaping holes in the crotch and like nipple windows. I think that that's the specialist stuff. But then I, I guess... I don't think you have to go into a shop and say, can I have some hard... Yeah, you have to say, I want hardcore lingerie. <laughs> not softcore <laughs> not softcore crotchless pants. Yeah, the emphasis there. Maybe it's really a softcore in the sense that it's it's not even particularly see-through. Or maybe like tasteful or something. Yeah. Like it's they're just it's nice underwear. Yeah, it's not like suggestive or even that lacy. It's just like nice. Yeah, like underwear that looks like it's a made of made by someone who makes wedding cakes. That's it. That's it. Um, so here's the tat in quick succession. Uh, these are all like little wooden signs. I would say they are the size, visually speaking, of um, uh, like a sort of a half a keyboard lengthways. Like they're quite wide and thin. That's a great um, reference point there. Thank yeah, you. Great, nice one. Thank you. So uh, a this... modern reference point from a modern man <laughs> for a modern audience. This um, this bit of tat says in in slightly larger letters, and it's a very sober font for tat, which I appreciate. Um, mm. It says, "Of course, size matters." Comma. Oh, we've been here before. We've been here very recently. It's a little bit of our old friend, indirect reference to Cox tat. Yeah. So large letters. Of course, size matters. Comma. What do you think the second glass says, Phil? Is that second glass? Second um, oh, line. Oh, have you given it away? Yeah. Because I was. I think I. To be fair to me, I was going to guess. I'll have the larger little glass of wine. I'll yeah, have I mean, a big glass of wine. Yeah, you're the tat whisperer. You were always going to get this. It says, "Of course, size matters." <laughs> no one wants a small glass of wine. Ooh. Yes, love it, love it. <laughs> I love being the tat whisperer. I love it, even though that one did have a bit of accidental help. I would have got there. I promise. You would have got your, your your record is flawless. No one can question you on precedent. <laughs> So, here we go. Here's the next one. Top line, big letters. I'm a hybrid, dot, dot, dot. Okay, 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 okay. I'm a hybrid. I like chocolate and Prosecco. Oh, I'm going to give you that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to give you that. What is it? What is it? I'm a hybrid, dot, dot, dot. I run on chocolate and wine. (laughs) 
Oh, yes, I'm the best. I'm the best. You cannot, you cannot out-tat-whisper me. I just... I, you, you merely trained in the tat. I was born in it. Yeah, you're, you're there saying, uh, I, I didn't live, laugh, love until I was already a man. <laughs> so this one... Uh, I'm always amazed by... Do you know what? I wish I enjoyed any like little treat as much as tat people seem to. Like I like chocolate and wine, but Jesus. That's right. It's, it's sort of a tragic window into a life of dreadful self-repression and self-denial and... Like, like these things shouldn't be that cheeky. I, I have a bit of chocolate once in a while. It's not a big deal. Well, this is it. Well, this is it. I mean, okay, so I just wish I enjoyed things as much as they're just like, mm, no fucking for me, please. A little bit of chocolate. Like, the, inesca the inescapable conclusion, Phil, is that they're having very bad sex or they've got access to a chocolate I mean, supply. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I mean, if these signs are pointing to anything, they're pointing to that, aren't they? Yeah. So, uh, here's a good one for you. So, the top line says, Exercise? Question mark. Oh, no! Exclamation mark. Okay, okay. Exercise? Oh, no. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> is it like a mishearing? So, exercise? Oh, no. I thought you said. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so exercise. Oh no, I thought you said. Oh no, extra size. Oh, you're so close. Uh, oh, exercise. I thought you said super size. Oh, you know, you extra, extra. Oh, extra. oh no, exercise. Are they even extra fries? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. I'm the Tan Whisperer. Exercise? I'm the Tan Whisperer. Oh, no. I thought you said extra fries. What, here at the gym? <laughs> what, in, in your... This is either in your house or at the gym. Yeah, what? who's 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 saying... Who's offering you exercise? What's the context for this? Yeah, if it's at the gym and you, you seriously thought for a second your personal trainer was offering you extra fries... You need to get a head, your head examined. <laughs> if you you say that to your personal trainer, they just they're, they're like the HMV people with your mum. It's worse than we thought. <laughs> you thought we said extra fries. Um. So this one is quite this one is quite complicated. I don't know if you'll get this one. It's 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 the second sentence kind of isn't as easily relatable to the first one. So the top line says. The top line says, I, I dusted once, full stop. It came back, full stop. Okay, I dusted once. Which itself is already pretty good tat. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's enough, that's enough tat, really. You can, you can finish. Anything from, anything from this point, to be frank, is showing off yeah. from the tat maker. Um, I dusted once, it came back. Oh, I don't think I'll get this one, you know. Um, it it adds nothing new to the to the sentiments already expressed. I'll say that. Okay, okay, okay. I dusted once. It came back. I've learned to live with it. Pretty close, yeah. That's the kind of I've, general. I've made my peace with it. I, so it's I dusted once. Um, it came back, and I'll give you one more go. But remember, it's about being a bit sassy and a bit funny. <laughs> I dusted once. It came back, um, and now I use the duster to make cakes, <laughs> chocolate, and prosecco. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to give up on this one. So, to be fair to you, you kind of you basically you had the sentiment to begin with. Really, so I dusted once. It came back. I'm not falling for that again. Oh, you know what? I don't mind that one. I quite like that one. Yeah, I think that one's fair enough. And it should be it should be accompanied by a cough from someone who lives in a very dusty house. <laughs> I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good cough. That's a good dust cough. I can do them on command. It's a good comedy noise, isn't it? <laughs> oh no, I can't do it. <laughs> you get like a bit of you get a bit of treble in there. I can't. <laughs> yeah, 
you've got to. No, it's got, it just sounds like I'm going. Care. It's got to be really, really high up in your throat, and and the 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 sort of almost pee sound at the start comes from your lips. We go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's that's all right. That's all right. You got it. Okay. Now you're coughing like a king. Wow. Now you're coughing with the best of. No. Now you're coughing with the best of them. Exactly. So this is the last piece of ten. Yeah. Last yeah. bit of ten. Okay. Um, so this is one run-on sentence. So the top line, bottom line thing, um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll abandon that for now and I'll go with warning, mm-hmm. um, uh, blank, blank has nothing to do with shoe shopping. Warning, blank, blank has nothing to do with shoe shopping. Those bills. Um, we're on a warning. similar theme to um, blank, blank. the anti-exercise. Okay. Oh, okay. Anti-exercise. Blank, blank. It's nothing to do with shoe shopping. Oof, God. Uh, it's a military term. Oh. It's a military term. Blank, blank. Has nothing to do... Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Um, f- foot soldiers. Oh, you're so um, close. Go- f- We're anti-exercise. Foot. F- uh, shoe, shoe shopping. Warning. F- it's got nothing to do with foot- shoe shopping. Footmen. Uh, no. F- shoe, oh, shoe, so shoe. Hard. Oh no! Ah, I can't do it. I can't do it. Boot camp. Ah, of course. <laughs> You're staring me right in the face. You're staring me right in the face. Warning. Boot camp. Boot camp's got nothing to do with shoe shopping. I'm sure a lot of people were screaming the answer at their radios. The no, yeah, at their wirelesses. As they tuned into this week's Bud Pod. Oh gosh! Phew. Okay. Okay. Well. Uh, well. A child is screaming well, in the courtyard that, of my building, and that means it's time for us to end. <laughs> <laughs> the screaming child means this episode is over. Is it child scream already? <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong! The child what? screams. Who could that be? A child scream of all hours. <laughs> Uh, you get you get like a phone call late at night. Oh, oh, you answer it. Oh God, do you have an idea what child is screaming? <laughs> the oldest one. <laughs> the one that can stay up the latest. <laughs> uh, well, um, thank you, children, for screaming with us uh, this week. Yes, scream well and um, scream well. Keep on screaming it, Co- cosy. Keep screaming it. Keep screaming it, guys. Keep screaming it. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 